Trivia failures, naked Burt Reynolds stickers, driven and unrecorded bathroom breaks are just a few of the subjects that we cover in the latest episode of Swick Extra Minutes on our Patreon feed. You can access that episode and a lot more of our exclusive Patreon feed content for just $1 a month. To learn more, visit patreon.com slash neosaz. It's just him singing the Chucky Peanut Butter song. Yeah. I like peanut butter, <laughs> peanut, peanut butter, Chucky <laughs> Peanut Butter too. Ooh, and we, that's when he shakes his finger. Wah. This is Star Wars in Character, the podcast that takes a closer look at some of the elements that make up the Star Wars universe. Backstories, histories, and details you never knew, wanted to know, or ever need to know. Now here are this week's panelists of Star Wars in Character. Today we were talking about... Dantooine. You didn't sing it like the eight song choices was, we, gave I know, we gave you. We gave you my head. We gave you thirty-five like, different songs to sing. Dantooine. Dantooine. Picture show, second balcony <laughs> was the place with me. Second seat, go down street. Dantooine. Dantooine. Dan. 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 Dantooine. Dan. Dantooine. Dan. Dan. Dantooine. Good night, sweetheart. Hell, it's Dan to Were you doing Kid Rock? Yeah, I was. Dan to Wayne. Dan to Wayne without a cause. Anyone supposed to sing anything? Dan to Now it's there. <clears throat> well, Dantooine was mentioned in episode four, A New Hope. Yes. Good. Good, good, good. You've set this up brilliantly, my friend. You don't even need to do the names. What? Fuck, that's yes. not going to work. David, I will say this. There were some names. You guys tell me. There were some names. I really fucking just reached for it. It was It's horrible. Then there's a name that I think I did a good job with. Okay. And Chris. Some of them are really like, oh, he did he did some some good there. Other ones was like, oh, that's that's fucking lame. But I guess that's every show, I guess. <laughs> so what are you setting these names up to be? I have, <clears throat> I think I think three of them are not bad. Seventy five percent. That's not bad. I, I and then mine is is the worst. All right. But it's okay then, because it's me, so I can make fun of myself. I can you know I won't get I won't get angry how bad my name is. <laughs> was that you? Like trying to subtly not have us make fun of you for your name, please. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, and this kind of makes sense to me because I think this happened. My name is Cook to a Crisp, Chris. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Got it. Mm-hmm. All right. Today <laughs> I'm joined by Matt Rose Arrow. Mm-hmm. Matt Rose. Okay. We see. We see. Yeah. Arrow. Yes, it is a trade route, which actually was called Mito's Arrow. Oh, Ooh. yeah. No, 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 we're not talking about any of this. Okay. 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 Well, there's that. There's that. There's that. Now, this one I think is cool if I could do it right, but I, I might I might fuck it up. So just ready. Here we go. Ready? Just just do your just do your best. Give the go call a try. <laughs> Tim, are you like behind me? Like patting my back? <laughs> you 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 got you got it, kiddo. Sluggo. 
Tim is giving you a verbal massage as you do these names. Okay. If you get this, I'm going to bring you out for a Mr. Misty Freeze. <laughs> no, blizzard. I want a blizzard. Can I have a blizzard? Mr. Misty what is it? all you get. <laughs> Whatever you want, champ. You all know, right. you know what happens when you have dairy. <laughs> all right, now this ready. Here we go. <clears throat> Dan Tween, they're on Dave Tween. That was like a performance. Where are yeah. they? That's was two that different good? places. <laughs> and scene. And the Outer Rim Terra Timmies. The Outer Tim. The yeah, Outer Tim. Tim. I know I used that before. I, <laughs> That's I must never so stopped you ever. <laughs> yeah. The Outer Tim Rim. The Outer Rim Tim. No. The Outer, the outer like Timmits. Yeah. The Outer Terra Timmies. <laughs> The outer touch, rim touch, touch those teratimmies. They're fantastic. <laughs> They're round. They're firm. Look at them. Squeeze them. All right, Matt. Okay. So this is... Okay, it is a planet, obviously, and people are probably already wondering what on earth are you going to talk about for a planet. And <laughs> rightfully so, because talking about a planet is kind of boring. So this episode is going to be a little different. I'm going to tell you the exact motivation behind me wanting to do this episode and why I'm doing this. And we're going to start off with the appearance it has, or the mention it has in the original star Wars, a new hope. So we all know the scene Leia's on the death star. Vader couldn't get the location from her with his, um, I forget that was the, the I, ITO droid. We had done the, the interrogator droid. We'd done an episode. Interrogator. On it. Yeah. Tarkin says, perhaps she'd respond to an alternative form of persuasion. Then he parks the death star outside of Alderaan. And he shows her where they are and says, I'm going to blow it up because he won't cooperate. She begs not to because Alderaan is peaceful and yada, yada, yada. Or, and then Tarkin, in, in possibly my favorite Tarkin scene, says, you prefer another target, a military target? Then name the system. And then he does that whole, I grow weary of asking. I love, this is my favorite Tarkin scene. And Yeah, he gets, he gets a little tough yeah. with it. Yeah. And she breaks down and says... Datooine. They're on Datooine. Then, of course, later we find out she lied. Did any of you ever wonder what she was willing to throw in front of the Death Star to save her own planet? Yes. Yeah. I was, too. And that's <laughs> why I wanted to find out. I was like... Yeah, they, they, they say that they did an investigation. There were remains of a military base. So there must have been something there at some point. Ah, there. That is the genesis of this episode. I wanted to find out because we've talked. Now, let me say this first before we, I upset anybody. Probably too late. When I, Anything I say in this episode is about the fictional character Princess Leia fictional. Organa, not Carrie Fisher. Fictional? Okay. They're two different people. Okay? And I know that. So I'm not disrespecting the late Carrie Fisher and anything I say in this. Yeah, I think, that, I think that I think that is a good thing to point out because there are some people that that line is blurred. Yes. So, and maybe I won't even say them. It doesn't mean you guys might change my mind. So, <laughs> this episode, like I said, is a little different. We're going to tackle what 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 was on Datooine that was in mortal danger without them even knowing. What is she willing? To throw under the bus in order to yeah. save her own planet. Yeah, so, she's willing to sacrifice yes. something. Hopefully, we learn what to save her goodies. Yes, exactly. Yes, this so. re this has always reminded me 
of the scene in a Christmas story when Ralphie curses and he blames it on the other kid and the other kid gets a beating. This is the, this is Dan Tween is the other kid. Who, who does he blame it on? It was Schwartz. Schwartz. Yeah. <laughs> Dan Tween is the Schwartz. Star Wars. It actually reminds me of a uh, Treehouse of Horrors when the Lard Lad comes to life because Homer stole the donut and he's like, "I told you, Flanders at it, or maybe Mo. Go kill Mo." <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, it's funny. Uh, you bring up Christmas Story, not to derail the episode, it's but fine. if you go visit the Christmas Story house in Cleveland, they have the phone that they use for that scene upstairs. When you pick up that phone, the audio of that scene plays, so you just you hear. You hear Schwartz getting getting the shit kicked out of him by his mother, <laughs> and, yeah. and I'll, I kid you not, it's eerie. It's eerie. Now you guys know my mother has been gone for almost fifteen years now. When I hear that scene, when my mother would lose her shit and get really angry, oh no, <laughs> she would make that wailing noise. <laughs> She like when she got really, really angry, uh, she would make the noise. It is uncanny how much that sounds like my angry mother. Um, <laughs> and, and whenever I hear it, it I, I, I mean, both of my, both my sisters and my brother will back me up on this. Uh, they both say the same thing. It's, it's almost like someone had snuck into the house. Doo, 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 doo. And when we, when we made her really, really, really angry and recorded her yelling at us. <laughs> it's awesome. i mean it's you know i'm my mother would not be happy to, <laughs> to know that we think that that sounds like her. i think we may have told it to her <laughs> while she was still alive like mom that's you <laughs> so, but yeah that's uh, whenever i hear that it, it makes me think of mom air oh and schwartz oh and I you know what about everything else i'm gonna say in the episode and dantooine do you know? Do you know who plays Schwartz in uh, in a Christmas Story? The stage production. <laughs> I can honestly say Taylor, I do Timmy. not know. Yeah. Wilford our Brimley. Good, our, uh, on the on the original stage production of um, Christmas Story, played by our very own Steve Bost. Oh, they, they, they did the first the first ever production of it as a, as a play was done uh, in in Allentown at the Allentown Theater oh. Works. And Steve was Schwartz. I didn't really. Know that. I feel bad. I didn't know that. No. And I bet, uh, I bet he uh, killed it. Oh shoot! I, I I can't believe I'm blanking on his name. Played Ralphie. Um, I thought you were saying. Oh Briscoe. shoot! I'm confusing Brian that Briscoe. with Othello. Yeah. No. Yeah. Brian, Brian Briscoe was was Ralphie. Oh, but that wow. was the okay. first ever. That was the first ever production of it on on stage. So there it is. <laughs> Well, it's well better, uh, way better than my story, so I really don't feel like doing this episode now. Proceed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So first off, Datooine is located in the Ryobalo sector of the Outer Rim. Now, we've discussed the Outer Rim a little bit before. It's the territories that are like the furthest most systems in the galaxy. And kind of picture like a spiral galaxy and make a circle around the ends of the spiral in the arm. And that is like the starting point of the spiral galaxy or the, uh, the spiral galaxy, the, the outer rim territory. So very far away from where, what the core systems are, which as you can imagine are in the middle of the, of the same galaxy structure. That's important for some pieces of information I'm going to share in this episode. 
So best I can tell because of this, the distance away from these more populous parts of the galaxy, the more likely it's still, or I say it's mostly still considered wild space in quotes. So this is a, and the point of the Star Wars timeline, and I'm talking about the original movie, the first movie, I should say, when the news would reach systems that the Empire were trying to scare, uh, something in the Outer Rim territory wouldn't have the impact. It'd be kind of like, eh, it's the Outer Rim territory. Kind of like when shit happens in Florida. People are like, yeah, it sucks, <laughs> but it, it happened in Florida. Who gives a shit? It's the penis of the United States. Exactly, Who cares? yeah. It's like, I guess it's the, it's the outer part of the anus in this case. It's like, it's not remarkable, but <laughs> it's still there. It's the hemorrhoid of the galaxy. Right. It's like, that's that's bad it happened, but it's, you know, it's the outer rim. It's Florida. Who gives a shit? So that's why Tarkin's like, what's the point? We're still going to blow up your yeah. planet. Yeah. So the location, um, just because this location is in a distant part of the galaxy doesn't mean the actual planet was a bad place to be because within the planet is within its own star system. So like our solar system, it surrounds a star and, and depending on its distance from the sun, whether it could make it clement or not clement, or could make it very hot and desert. Like if it's too close or if it's too far away, like Hoth, but this is like right in that nice zone. This is the nice livable part of the system. <laughs> so even though it's very far distant in the galaxy, it's still a really nice planet. It's got, it's made up of grasslands and rivers and lakes and mountains. It's actually one of the most diverse planets we've ever talked about in Star Wars. It's not like all grass or all mountains. It's it's a very, sounds a lot like Earth, a very nice place to live if you were to live there. That's, that's not, making not 2020. This, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's making this worse already. Because at least if it was like a dust bowl, you'd be like, well, you know, it wasn't a nice place anyway. But you're right. describing it. As a place that you could settle down and raise a You'd like a to be that. Yeah. yeah, it wouldn't be a terrible place to be if you had to be somewhere. All and right. along with that, just to make this worse, even if you said, like you said, David, did have a breathable atmosphere. It's called a type one atmosphere, which I started writing notes on and went, well, this is even more boring than the rest of my episode. So I took them out. <laughs> a very temperate climate across the entire world and a 25-hour day. So if we're to assume that humanoids that we see in Star Wars, like our heroes, have the same life patterns and sleeping patterns we have, this would easily be a place to build something like a rebel base. And we do know that's a fact. That's one of the things we pull from the movie because mm -hmm. – a character who I now found out his name is Cyward Cass reports our scout ships have reached Datooine, but they found their, they found the remains of rebel base, but they estimate it's been deserted for some time. I love the fact that I know now this, I know this yeah. character's name now. Cause I never knew it before. <laughs> Does he have a backstory? He did. And it's really not long enough to do a full episode on. And no it bonus wasn't character. What, what's that? No, no, it's no not even really that. It's like, anything? basically by the time I was done, like, if you didn't know who this was from that line, the only thing left to tell you was his rank and what he looked like. And that's all that's in the entry. Hmm. So it's not, he's got, he's got a lot. He's got more lines than characters that don't speak that have volumes about them. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. You're right. Um, and what I like about him is like, his name is really close to my favorite brewery in Orlando, which is sideward brewing, but it's right. not quite the same. Sideward. <laughs> Now here's they a funny. They should name a beer after him. What yeah, was should. it? Cyward Cass. Cyward Cass. 
Cask ale. <laughs> now, this scene, this is one of my all-time favorite, like this, like my repeated viewing discoveries. Like I watched this movie 50 times and never noticed this until the 51st time. This same scene, when he's done, Tarkin goes, She lied. She lied to us. And then Vader goes, I told you she'd never consciously betray the rebellion. Then there's a pause, and then Vader starts wagging his finger at Tarkin. Have you ever noticed that? <laughs> no. It doesn't say, doesn't say a damn thing. It's like there was more to the line, but it ended up getting cut when James Earl Jones got into the booth. Uh, 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 so go back and watch it, and you'll see You'll see him go, I told you she'd never consciously betray the rebellion. Wag, 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 wag. So wow. you think there was more being said while the finger was being wagged? We used to think when when me and Smitty first discovered this, we used to think James like the editing was too soon, like he was pointing at Tarkin while he's saying that. But that doesn't make sense because Tarkin was 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 recorded live. You know what I mean? It's like that that would be because then it would go. She lied. She lied to us. I told you she never consciously betrayed their ability, but that's, that's way too long of a pause. So I think there was a <laughs> second part of the line that they went, Oh, this fuck this, cut it out. Don't, don't, don't let Jimmy say that. It's fine. We're good. Jimmy. <laughs> Why would Tarkin be so upset that she lied? He knew that she lied to her, lied to him. Just when, when she said it, he's like, Tatooine is far too remote a location. He knew she was lying to him then. Why? Why is she? He's so upset at this moment. That's like behind, an interesting take. I never thought he knew she. Doors. That's interesting. I never thought she. He knew she lied. I just assume, I just went with the assumption that he was a complete asshole, and it didn't matter whether she lied or told the truth. He was blowing up her planet because he was sick of her shit. It's like no okay, thank you. I'm yeah. still blowing up your planet because you're you've been a pain in the ass since you've been on my goddamn space station. <laughs> well, because he, yeah, he, he does. He says tattooing is well. I guess I. I guess he maybe he does because he, he he does his exact words are is far too remote a location to for to be a effective really demonstration. Be a, okay, so I, I I I take back what I said. Okay, I've, we've talked it through. I always <laughs> I always thought that he he was saying that she lied, she lied, like he was because this was confirmation, and he was showing his frustration with how. Uh, dedicated she is to yes, the cause that's what like i he thought, thought too yeah yeah like he thought by now with even this this threat and and the the massacre of an entire planet of people that that would be the thing that would break her yep but she still is sticking to her guns and he's frustrated because yeah. he figures this little girl is gonna crumble at some point but he's pissed off now She's thwarted everything they've thrown at her. We've only we've only knew of one scene, and oh man, I want to say I want to say there's a reference to her being interrogated several ways, but I might be mistaking that with the radio drama. So even even so, that like they went they went both extremes. They went to physical torture with well, from what we know from the interrogator droid, we didn't see what happened, but we know what the interrogator droid was 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 uh, capable of. To psychological torture and blowing up her planet. And still she hasn't cracked that that's got to drive somebody who pretty much has been in control of everything in his life, seemingly to get to that position he's in to deal with this, this, what he considers is just this, this spiteful little girl that's getting the better of him and everybody under him. It's got to be driving him insane at this point. Yeah. They, so they, that's his frustration. They, yeah. They should, have just put 
Wengo Tango on repeat in her cell <laughs> for hours on end. And then maybe then that could break her. Got the Wengo Tango. <laughs> What was that thing? What did they, uh, they do with uh, Walking Dead, Chris? They played Easy Street from Annie over and over to break Daryl. Over and over again, yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, I like that. I like that song. Oh, you won't after five days of it straight when you're trying to sleep. <laughs> Is it the yeah. Tim Curry version? I don't know. Uh, she lied. <laughs> Even after the purple nurple, she lied. <laughs> <laughs> Which really hurt because she wasn't wearing a bra. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're really going to grab a. Grab onto those knobs. <laughs> Got to use two hands. <laughs> Tune in Tokyo. Ah. <laughs> Radio free death star. Tune in that tween. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, never noticed the finger wag. That's I'm going to have to go back. You have to go back and watch it. Cause once you see, yeah. well, here's a warning that, well, I guess I already fucked it over for everybody. Once you see it, you will never not notice it again. It's yeah. a, it's something they can't fix in the special edition without, like just cutting the scene because if you try to CGI a wagging arm out of footage from 1977, it's going to stand out. Not that it stopped them from like moving Han over five feet and back again, but you know, <laughs> walking over Jabba's tail. Yeah. <laughs> I told you she wouldn't break. You owe me 20 credits and don't try to get out of it. That's what he's wagging. His I would love to say, yeah. I would love to know there's been, I actually looked up a little bit about it to see how common this this knowledge was which i'm surprised that you guys didn't know it because it's, it's pretty common and there's been a this was years ago and they never got an answer but there was there was a pretty um aggressive feed on a in a forum of them trying to locate because you've, you've you've all seen footage of of uh david prouse doing the lines yeah. right yeah. Yeah, yeah, they were really trying to find the original clip of that because obviously Prouse was saying something. Well, suppose I, I should say it all, all indications show that Prouse was saying something at the time they were on this mad hunt, trying to look at every source of that known to man to find the footage of uh, the Prouse footage of this. They apparently never found it from what I read. I yeah. wish they would. Cause I'd love to see if there was more of that line. Yeah. That'd be cool. <laughs> it's just him singing the Chucky peanut butter song. Yeah. I like peanut butter, peanut, peanut butter. <laughs> Chucky peanut butter too. Ooh, anyway, that's when he shakes his finger. <laughs> 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 you know, in thirty years, people are going to pay for my signature and hear me tell the same story over and over again. That's what he was saying as he's wagging his finger. <laughs> I was wagging my finger. While I did that too. It was more effective from my end, by the way. <laughs> These two assholes. I had them sign seven <laughs> posters, and all they do is argue about who has whom on whose poster. I only sign, you know, I am Darth Vader. David Prowse is Darth yeah. Vader. That's it. Okay, so the base on that tweet, that's something we knew because she had said it and they had found the remnants of it. So Interesting thing about this base, I did enjoy reading this part, is that for all intent and purpose, this was the first true rebel base. It was set up before the actual Civil War commenced. Now, there was rumblings and cells and different sects of rebellion throughout the galaxy. In fact, we do see, I think it's a cut scene. I don't think it's an actual movie. We do see the kind of the seeds of rebellion in a cut scene from... Um, Revenge of the Sith with Mon Mothma, Bail Organa, and Tim's girlfriend, Bai Ling. I don't remember what her character's mm. name was. Brahma, Brahma Brimu. I should not Brahma know this. Brimu. Why do I know these things? Mm-hmm. From yeah, Tim. So, 
Yeah, right, saying. exactly. So, but the actual true birth of the rebellion was at this base because they set up this location, and this is where Mon Mothma arranged to unify these separate rebelling cells into one unified rebel alliance. And it worked. And this is the birth of this fully armed rebel alliance that we come to know in the movie. And along with that, it's also the first gathering of all the ships that each cell had. So it's also the start of what becomes a rebel fleet, something that's very important to this battle as we know. So this, 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 this base absolutely existed. She lied about, she, I guess she didn't lie about it being there. I guess she lied about the rebels being there at that time. So right. they were there. This was right. a real thing. She, she wasn't, she was lying, but it's like, it's like when you, you know there's some truth to right. a lie, but you grasp onto it because it's, well, it's technically true, even though you know it's bullshit. Yeah. Now, we do know the events of Star Wars, so we know that this base was abandoned, because not only were we told, but we actually see that the jungle moon of Yavin 4 is where the base really is. And this is interesting, too. I thought this was, um, it was an expansion of John Dudana's original rebel cell that he was operating from. So I almost he was on. Yes. He was on Yavin. Yeah, that's where his his operatives were. I almost, almost feel like he just did not want to fucking leave, and that's why they decided <laughs> they had to move bases. Well, it's nice. Yeah, I'm not leaving. True. I'm not leaving. <laughs> I'm staying right here. So drunk, now all this drunk ma- Jim Henson. Yeah. <laughs> so now all this leads up to the idea of this. This all pans out with Le- Leia says there's a ba- there was a base there. The rebels aren't there, so no harm, no foul, right? Well, I am going to say a phrase I don't say very often, and that is au contraire. There's much <laughs> more to frere. this than Mon we share. realize. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, the rebel base, this is not the start of the history on Tatooine. Many, many things happened there well before this base was built and well before the civil war era of star wars the galactic republic even the precursor to the empire had already begun a full-scale colonization campaign for datooine and because of the planet's very livable atmosphere the very pleasant climate hours the rich soils the resources it drew in settlers from all across the galaxy here's naming just a few because we know these names it brought in duros humans Athorians, rhodians solstins and even more than that all my immigrated to datooine hmm. and along with this for the new or i'm sorry for the galactic republic to keep order they wanted to keep this planet peaceful as well much like Alderaan. So they didn't have a military presence, but they did put in a Jedi training enclave. So the Jedi order would keep the peace alone. There wouldn't be any military presence. So of course, on top of all this, when you bring religion into a society, people follow. (laughs) No, I mean, that's about it. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying there's, there's elements to this colonization plan that drew people to the planet. That's an important part of the story people drawn to this planet that had nothing to do with the rebels. I seem to remember, I may be wrong on this. And again, I think I'm the only one that has played this game. The original Xbox Knights of the old Republic, I think opens on Dantooine. I think that the, 
the first, I, I, I may be misremembering, or maybe it was another game, but I seem to remember a Star Wars game opening on Dantooine, and it was like a farm planet, and you had to find something, and there was grass and wheat growing all around you. But beyond that, I don't, I don't recall. That's but very that like fun. That's very likely because my next set of notes is because because of of its its temperate climate, its land, its rivers, its access to water. It became a their primary export became raw foods. It was basically the whole foods of the yeah. Star Wars galaxy. <laughs> this game sounds like the Star Wars F- equivalent Farmville. or the Oregon Trail, <laughs> no, but it's the, yeah. the no Dantooine one Trail yet. <laughs> so along with the uh, the immigrants and the imported flora there was also a native species to the planet and they were called the dantari now the dantari were a very primitive primitive near human species now that's the term they used if you look this up they basically look like a rendition of of cavemen oh i guess is what the near human like i guess it's not quite homo sapien what's before that uh, homo erectus or uh, yeah <laughs> I knew I'd get a laugh. You're not the one I thought that would laugh, but that's that's cool. <laughs> Ringo Starr. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. So so they were they they lived a pretty much nomadic life wandering the plains of Datooine, and they never really encountered anyone else. Very rarely. Except for one story that I'm going to tell because it's fucking awesome. And it actually takes place after the events of Star Wars, but I have to tell this story. So well after Return of the Jedi, jumping ahead quite a bit here, Admiral Dalla, who's in charge of a strategical or a, a uh, attack fleet in the what was the Empire or the rebuilding of the Empire, attacked a New Republic colony on Datooine. And she did it by sending down a regiment of Adats. A tribe of Dentari witnessed the destruction from the Adats and having no knowledge of what the empire or this conflict or even these adats were thought the adats were gods and started tattooing images of adats on themselves as tributes to these new gods uh-huh. <laughs> wow like cave paintings yep yep but on their skin like instead it. i like it <laughs> so now okay back to all the 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 colonization projects so like many government funded ventures things started great Everything was well. People were making money. They were living their lives. Then the time came where the empire stopped, or what was now becoming the empire, stopped funding this project. And the immigrants learned that making a life on an outer outer rim system wasn't really so easy after all. So the ones that could afford to get out of the system did, but many couldn't at this point because they put everything they had into this great opportunity to settle in what they thought was an up-and-coming world. So a lot of the immigrants were forced to make a life on Datooine and start a generational lineage, and they did. And now we get to the civil war between the Empire and the Rebel Alliance. And now we get to the moment that Leia sells out Datooine for Alderaan. <laughs> so here we go. At the time Leia tells Tarkin the Rebel base is on Datooine, and she, he should go blow that up instead, there are over 334,000 inhabitants on the planet. human, 18% Dantari, and 47% of species from across the galaxy. (laughs) So that's what she's willing to sacrifice. Yes. Wow. Now, granted, there I looked it up. There were two billion people on Alderaan at the time. So the numbers, I mean, it's if it's a numbers game, it it works. But that's a lot of numbers in a numbers game. So now, do you think 
Here's where I might get in trouble with people, and I want to reiterate, I'm talking about Princess Leia, not Carrie Fisher. Do you think she knew or even cared about the 334,000 other people, or she was just like, eh, hey, my friends, fuck them? <laughs> I, I think she must have known there was somebody on that planet. She must have known, you know, there was civilizations on that planet. I don't think she, I don't, I don't think she, she cared, because then she wouldn't have given up so easy. I think so too, because we've mentioned more than once that she's not a nice person in a new hope. She calls Chewbacca walking carpet and she's kind of, she's kind of like a jerk in the holiday special. So it's not till Empire she starts kind of warming up to other people. When you, when you see her the, for the first time in the TV show rebels, she's rude to everybody there. Uh, in that too. So she, she really is the character really is a stuck up bitch. Yeah. Okay. Um, leading up to, yeah, basically, basically until they lose their base on, uh, on, on Hoth. Yeah. I, I, I agree that she knew. And I mean, I don't know what, what is her role at that point? She's princess Leia, but is she in charge of the entire rebellion at that point? Or is she on par with the generals and stuff like that? At least. I I mean, I don't think she's in charge. I think, I think it's still Mon Mothma, Jimmy Smith's. Well, Mon Mothma and uh, Dodonna. (laughs) Yeah. I think, I think Mon Mothma and, and Dodonna are still calling the shots. But I think she is this maybe almost a symbolic figurehead, but I don't think that's even that. I think I actually at this point, I think she's kind of like Serpico. She's like a spy almost. She's deep cover. But yeah. She's, okay. She, she has her official role as a Republic ambassador and she, and and that's, and while undercover, she's, she really is a spy. She's a, She's an information mule, really. Well, I only ask because if if that is her role, maybe maybe it's still even though she's undercover, maybe she is at that level that commanding officers and generals and people in charge somehow sometimes have to make tough decisions that get innocent people killed, and you would just call them collateral damage. So maybe that's what she's doing. She's saving two billion. She she's killing three hundred thirty thousand. Is that what you said? Yep, three hundred thirty-four thousand to save two billion. I'm right. wondering what. Yeah, I get that, and that and that th- thought had crossed my mind when you talk about the numbers game. It matches, but there's got to be. She must have knowledge. Well, maybe she doesn't. I would like to think with someone that knows even about that Dantooine and a bunch of other places in the galaxy when she talks about systems and this and the other thing she has to know at least one planet that's not inhabited that looks like it could have been a base because what they say they they say they found remnants of the rebel base what actually proves that it's a rebel base and someone does there a sign that walks in it says welcome to the rebel base probably not (laughs) you know i mean as long as there's a building you might and you're expecting to find a structure you put two and two together and you got your answer whether it's true or not so it's it seems like that's Unless, unless, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm talking myself in and out of this, this whole episode, unless that yeah, is right. the least populated place she could think of. Maybe there's that too. Maybe everything else had like more than a million people, like as a minimum. Right. 
Yeah, well, shit, you know what? Yeah. This backfired on me big time now. Welcome yeah. to the welcome to the Rebel Base. You are here. Don't forget to visit the Rebel Base gift shop. Yeah. <laughs> why couldn't Why couldn't she have said? I mean, she obviously probably knew about Hoth. Uh, Hoth, I don't think had any civilizations, or all it had was bounty hunter hideouts. Yeah. On it, uh, she could have gave up Hoth. Yeah, and you could also argue in her defense that she had no idea about any of this shit. Maybe she had heard stories as a little girl from her dad that at one point there was a base there. So that popped into her head. And other than that, she had no knowledge of what was going on. I was going to say, I'm filling in a lot of assumptions. That might be the only thing she knows of. And she knows, and if she knew there are people there, she knows there's less people there than there was on Alderaan. So, right. Yeah. You know, it's, I didn't know I was going to, where I was going with this. I just wanted to know what she was throwing in there. And honestly, I was kind of, uh, I, I, I was as weird as it sounds. I was selfishly hoping to find out there was like something here that was invaluable to the survival of the, the fucking universe, you know, but it ended up not having that element, but I still found it interesting to, to research. And it's, it, it's actually a weird moment of humanity where I sit there and think to myself, well, if I were faced with a choice of 2 billion and 334,000, could I even make a decision? Because if these are people, people, not star Wars, fictional people, that's, that is not a situation I want to find myself in. Just yeah, use, especially spot. when, especially when one is your home planet. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> well, use I don't know logic. the way 2020 is going. It might be easy. Yep. Fuck it. Blow <laughs> it up. Through, <laughs> yeah, I don't really. care. Yeah. Can I go back Just to my use, cell now, please. <laughs> <laughs> Just use Spock logic. The needs of the many far outweigh yep. the needs, needs of, of the yep, few. Yep. Or the one. Or the one. <laughs> but you're right. Spock. When I re- <laughs> when we when we were little i remember seeing this and even as a little boy i remember thinking like well that was a shit sandwich for those people <laughs> yeah that's, that's funny that you thought that as a kid i only thought of this i'm putting together a list let's see where is it uh i can see if i find the date on it future swick subjects i started it on june 11th july no i must be when i last updated it no i started it december 21st 2018 so a year and a half ago and when i was just going through and i would read an article and another word would pop up and i put it on the list datooine came up and i was like that's when it hit me so it's only been a, a question for me for the past year and a half but you've had it since you watched it that's that's fine i was gonna that's- say how did dave know a shit sandwich at a young age <laughs> that's how much my i dad. have not cared about other people my whole <laughs> life until a year and a half ago my dad was a bad cook <laughs> you have like a shit. you have a folder and like a file folder of like i have a stuff. list yeah i have a i use evernote for a, a billion things between beer brewing and podcasts and other projects that no one's interested in and i have a list of i got a lot of people here i got like i got here's subjects to look up that i'm to do in the future i got imperial shuttle i have the sail barge i have a character called endicott a character called beans the B-Wing, the Kuat Drive Yards Orbital Array, the 4.1 FDP Tower, uh, let's see, uh, Gormanda, zero, triple zero, Wilhoff Yarvin, Tatooine, we're doing that, uh, Lars Homestead, uh, some things I can't even pronounce, I'll just skip over those, Boosh, I have Boosh on here, Vader's Armor, Nova Still, we already did that, I can take that off, Viper Pro Droid, Cantina, and most Eisley, that's what I got on the list so far. That is adorable that you have this folder. Okay, Mr. Keeps the same piece of paper for 14 years in his back pocket. 
<laughs> I knew you would get offended, but, but <laughs> I love that you have a folder. And when we're about to record and it's like, who has an episode? I go, I'll look something up yeah. and I find something. And in a half an hour, I got my show. <laughs> you have a whole folder. I'm, I'm impressed. I'm very impressed by your, by your folders standards. This show is going to go on for a really long time. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I haven't actually written the notes for it yet. So, okay. So to wrap up here, there is a ton more about Datooine. Datooine has a rich history going all like thousands of years before this, but I didn't want to make it. It's a planet. It's really not that interesting. I think I pulled, I'm not going to say I pulled the most interesting bits. I pulled the bits that, that I wanted to surrounding what we knew about it from screen. And it's not much at all. We knew that she lied about it. We knew there's a base on it. So that's what I built this around. So there is more to talk about, or there's more to read, I should say, not necessarily talk about, but there was one behind the scenes thing that I had to fucking include because I just couldn't believe it's like the, if we're nonsense, the freaking, the, the, the nitpicking the editors do for this site is amazing. And this, that behind the scenes was the PC game Star Wars Rebellion mistakenly placed Tatooine in the Mywagil sector. No. Fucking idiots. I swear. I that game. What the hell? Who <laughs> <laughs> would on, do something I like know. that? And on that note, that's all I got. <laughs> no, you're right. That is a good debate because Thank you. you could really play devil's advocate on both sides. And I'm sure people will chime in on uh, social media to you know, some people are going to defend her and some people are going to say, yeah, what an asshole. (laughs) So you really could argue both sides, which, which is sometimes the most fun arguments to have. True. Yeah. You could find reasons for, you know, for both. Yeah. Well, cool. I thought it was different. And once that question popped in my mind, I was, I was hoping to find a different answer, but I found some stuff that I didn't know that was fun, fun to learn and fun to share. I always, always enjoy having these conversations period. So, I'm glad we. I'm glad I stuck stuck to it and did the episode. And now we'll never need to speak of it again. <laughs> if if they had on that day blown up Dantooine and left Alderaan alone, that would have affected the life of Mav Krim, wouldn't <gasps> it have? You're right. Oh, I didn't think of that. That's important <laughs> because then he may not have turned his uh, you know seeking revenge on his sisters half sister but rather focused on his deadbeat father and <laughs> gone to alderaan and and just taking care of him right and his whole story would have been different think about that i am and that's sink in i Let gotta that. start all over again <laughs> forget the rest of this stuff how does this affect mav krim <laughs> Man, after all that talking about Dantooine. Yes. You, you got some feedback for I've us. got some feedback. I knew we were recording soon, so I I fixed the um, the much maligned contact page, which is now I know why it was down in the first place. <laughs> I made a brand new one and posted it on Facebook, and Facebook has come through for me again, and I'm going to have to find. We got a, we got a direct threat. From John Griscoll on Facebook says, Ooh. my feedback doesn't get read, leaving a bad review on iTunes, so help me God. So I know <laughs> there's one from him somewhere here. That's a, that's an that's an empty threat. There's <laughs> nobody nobody uses iTunes anymore. <laughs> this is true too. Yep. Is he is but, he joking? 
this this person? Oh, I don't know. But since he went to that uh, that measure to do that, I'm going to read it because I appreciate that. I appreciate the extra effort. That's double feedback. So I, I was under the impression that we here at Stars and Character do not negotiate with with people like that. I'm not negotiating. I'm just reading what he, I'm just doing exactly what he told me to do. All right, you're <laughs> opening up a can of worms here, my friend. All right, fine. I'm not going to do it. Fuck you then. No, do it. I want to hear what he says. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ, you son of a bitch! This is how you argue both sides. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> All right. So from John Driscoll, subject: Shut the fuck up. I'm giving you feedback. Uh, <laughs> it says so i have a friend who's been listening to swick for 35 years or whatever and he's been trying to get me to listen for half his life and i keep telling him to fuck off one day i got so bored i actually took his advice and listened to these four grown-ass men bitch about star wars and you know what it wasn't too bad in all seriousness i, oh, I thought that was all serious Shit. Yeah. Okay. in all seriousness i've been listening for a couple months now and i really enjoy the show i love learning about the ridiculous crap star wars has to offer its fans Listening to the Swick gang banter back and forth about stuff is the best part because, to be honest, some of these characters have shitty stories anyway. (laughs) (laughs) The best story I've ever heard was one about a cockroach crawling through the mustard at the movie theater concession stand. (laughs) (laughs) I've worked as an usher at a movie theater full-time through college, now part-time as I make some spending money, and I pissed my pants on how real the theater struggle is. These guys are great shifting or uh, i'm sorry these guys are great at shitting on each other and you can tell that they're fans because they love star wars with all their hearts but hate every single bit of what uh, of it like any good fan should suggestions for you guys do each episode as a new character from each movie in order think indian character raiders doom crusade skull repeat and by the way, there are some of us who do enjoy Skull as a child, you douchebags, but it's pretty horrific as an adult. <laughs> we used to, we used to alternate. We, we used did. to alternate. Uh, we did. You uh, know, prequel, prequel, sequel. And we're not going back to OT. that. We're not, we're not <laughs> going back to that. <laughs> that. That was when we cared. Is that the end of it? No, I'm, okay. There's more here. See? Okay. Anyway, word to the wise, don't let iTunes automatically play all, but all episodes in reverse order like I did. To this day, I have no idea what a tree octopus is, and I don't know what I'm saying when I say suck it, Tim. <laughs> Keep doing no what you does. guys do. Sincerely, a Sith Lord. <laughs> that was excellent. That was great. Ah, I enjoyed that. I'm so glad you read that. So I'm going to read. Okay, here's one. This is guy. This is a guy I, I, I have... Um, we know this guy. This is probably the very first listener I think most of us have met in real life. And um I haven't seen much from him, and I was I was really thrilled to see this. This is from Ted Dastic Jr. Oh, nice. Yeah. He says after hundred after hundreds of episodes of All Things Star Wars, somehow the only information I've retained is that octopuses don't live in trees. <laughs> Keep up the great work. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the nonsense. So thank you, Ted. I'm really glad to hear from you after we've got, we've known him. I mean, we've done the show for 10 years. I think we did Philadelphia Comic-Con our first year. So we've technically known Ted for all those 10 years, I think. Yeah. I have a signed uh, one of his prints I'm staring at right now in my little man cave of Indiana Jones running away from the boulder that he did. I've got a um, Belagosi Dracula print of his framed on my <laughs> on my wall. I think Chris and I've run into him at a couple of the. He does a lot of um local uh, trading card shows at the Merchant oh, okay. Square Mall. Nice, yeah. 
Every once in a while, I, I see him there with his little sexy mustache going on. Yeah. Every, the thing that I think of every time we talk about Ted, because he is a really nice guy and a super talented artist. Yeah. Is that uh, I? anyone that knows me probably is sick and tired of me talking about It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and in, he, he is in my favorite episode of It's Always Sunny. It's the uh, World Series defense where uh, <laughs> the, yeah. all, the all of the in and the all of the in. Yeah. So when Charlie is uh, dressed as green man and gets into a fight with the Philly frenetic, they don't <laughs> say Philly fanatic because they don't want to get sued. Um, he gets he he get these two dudes start beating him up and there's a bunch of guys standing around like cheering him on. And Ted is one of those guys. He went down yep. the day of the filming. So. That's awesome. I'll do one more here, and this is going to make two guys very happy. This is from Death Trooper 7 Subject is past the popcorn. And the message is, any of the shows with these guys from Swick are great. Indiana Jones, the character, the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights. Sorry that people are stupid about masks, Matt. But the best is past the popcorn. Thank you for all you guys do, especially this year. P.S. Hope this stopped Tim from bitching that him and Chris don't have any listeners. <laughs> You know we, we got one. We we know we know we have at least uh, at least ten because we did the sticker we did <laughs> oh, the nice. sticker giveaway and that that was that was our that was our litmus test to see how many how many people <laughs> actually listen to the shows and we got we actually got got a lot of people text their sending their message in trying to get the non Cheetle sticker so that uh, that turned out but yeah we we, we appreciate all of our swick swick or all of our PTPs. Are you happy now? I am. Someone mentioned pass the popcorn on this show. Pass the popcorn. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll save the ride. We got quite a bit. So I will save some for later. So thank you for everyone that has responded so far. Again, this is a, I, this is the second time I've, I've done this where I was like, oh, I didn't have anything prepared. Let me reach out to Facebook and you guys have just fucking killed it so thank you i really appreciate that and we've got a lot more fun stuff to share i'm the only one that knows what these say and they're gonna be fun so we got got some more to talk about soon awesome awesome thank you very much well now i'm i don't know what's going on next because dave i think put the way up high on a pedestal so now i'm dying in what it is so what is that supposed to mean? I put it up behind a pedestal so you said it's like this is a great monster monster trivia i'm like whoa Bring I it. came up with a nice, a nice game slash trivia. It's it's sort of trivia, but more of a game for you guys. Okay. Okay. My job is to come up with the trivia at the end. I've been doing some different things, and this is uh, I, I I did I did some work on this, is this today. Is this a job no one asked you to do? <laughs> well, <laughs> I assumed that my because <laughs> okay. I don't recall this ever actually being discussed. Well, I assumed that my my job was to finish the show with some kind of contest of some sort. Am I wrong? No, 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 no. no. I I just wish it was good, but yeah, come on. Thank you. (laughs) So here's what I came up with. Okay, we've been doing a lot of... We've been doing Star Wars trivia for 10 years now. You know, how how many times can you ask somebody, how many adats are in the scene on Hoth? Okay, we get it. It's a lot of stuff. And some we get and some we don't. So the last few weeks, I've been asking some beyond Star Wars type questions about the actors and things like that. And I'm going to continue that now. What I've done. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Matt, do you have a problem? <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Okay. That's what I was going to say, no matter what you said. Let's be honest. <laughs> I appreciate that. So what I've done is I have gone through every Star Wars person that I can think of or have researched that has been nominated for an Academy Award. And you guys are going to get as many points as possible by naming those for these actors. There is a possible 27 points for the actors that I have. We're going to go through you guys. You're going to get a shot to name the movie that they were nominated for. If you don't know it, it's going to move on to the next person. Lights. Okay. The night the lights went out in Georgia. That's my answer <laughs> that for always, everything. That's your go-to. Yep. What's the other one you did? Is like Corvette Summer or something like that? <laughs> I'm I'm sorry to say that Mark Hamill has never been nominated for an Academy Award. I remember I remember when the trailer or the commercial for the Knights, the light or the the night the lights went out in Georgia came on TV, and I all I saw was Luke Skywalker. It didn't matter who it was. And I was like, oh, I want to see that. And my dad's like, we're not seeing that. <laughs> You're Shut done. up. Sit down. I was the same with Under the Rainbow. Second I saw... We did see her, Under the Rainbow. Yeah, I mean... Because it was portrayed as like a family movie. It was kind of dirty. It was like... I remember at some point Chevy Chase like feeling her up or something. Well, one, just, of the, one of the the Rainbow uh, Munchkin actors was disrobing her with a sword. Yeah. Billy Bar- mm. Is that Billy Barton? Yeah, I think Marty. it was. Yeah. Sexy scene. She was super sexy in that movie. Yep. But I digress. I, uh, I I think the order is important again. So well, this is the way we're choosing the order. You guys are going to love this. <laughs> I want you to give me the total number of home runs. Hand job or head? And I was like, I'm uh, out. Not it. I'll go last. Yeah. The total number of home runs hit in the career of Michael Jack Schmidt. And uh, we'll see the closest and farthest. Uh, this, is, this is cake. So, when you have your number, just let me know. I have oh, a I, I've got Go one. Ahead. I can come up with any random number that I have no fucking idea what it is. Let's hear it. <laughs> uh, 72. 72 home runs? Sure. Okay. Chris? 323. That's very judgmental of you, by the way, Dave. 72 <laughs> home runs. 72 home runs. Okay. Um, Tim? I'm going to say 418. <laughs> All right. Mike Schmidt hit 548 home runs in his hey. Okay. I didn't think they were that, that easy to get. <laughs> easy. So the order is Tim, Chris, Matt. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you an actor or an actress, and you have to tell me the movie for which they were at least nominated. There's only one, two, three, four, five. There's only about six winners on here. Not that many people have won an actor that have been in a Star Wars movie. I'm not concerned with whether they won or lost. You're just saying nominated. You'll see as we go. So, Tim, your actor is Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford has been nominated for one Oscar. What was it? Regarding Henry. Regarding Henry is incorrect. Chris, you can steal... Um, the um, I know this. The falls in the rice. Um, uh, witness, oh, witness, shit balls. 
1986's Witness Best Actor nominee, Harrison Ford. Chris, you steal a point. <laughs> and it's your turn, Chris. Okay. There are a total of two points here. You're going to get two guesses. If you don't know both of them, it's going to move on to Matt. Your actor is Adam Driver, has been nominated for two Academy Awards. See, I always want to go to freaking um that Netflix thing, but does that is that nominated for Oscars? Um, yeah, I think they are. I, I want to say yeah. I want to. It's the the um the the marriage uh, marriage story. What was that called? Marriage. Marriage. <laughs> Best actor nominee for marriage story is a point, and you can get another if not. And there's that. There's that. Um, just came out too right around the time he was it was all I finally saw it it was um the Black Klansman movie that's my final answer 2019 best supporting actor nominee for Black yeah. Klansman Chris you have three points already he was on a roll like right around that time all of a sudden he just like Scott Rocket was making all these films that people were fucking loving except Impressive. except silence nobody saw that except me yeah I don't even know what that is <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt, you have an opportunity to get five points here. Holy snikes! This is going to be tough, but I think you can get a couple of these because your actor is Sir Alec Guinness. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. He uh, he has been nominated for five Academy Awards. Yeah, and, I, that doesn't and surprise me, but it's, it's in shit I have never seen in my life. I guarantee you that. Not Star Wars. Let's get that out of the way. I don't know. Um, there was a Truman Capote movie I've seen. I saw him in, and I don't remember what that was. Oh, it was a. Uh, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I have no idea. I have no so, idea. I have, I don't even have a guess. No guesses. All right. No. There's five points up for grabs here. Tim, can you name any of these things? Uh, the Lady Killers, maybe. That is not on the list. You can keep guessing. Because you I have believe, four more I believe he did. I believe he did get a nomination for Obi-Wan. <laughs> I Kenobi. love this. I, oh, I thought you were arguing with, with uh, Dave's... Uh, Oh no! Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I think you're wrong, Dave. I, I think, think you're wrong. absolutely I wrong. You're wrong. I believe the Lady Killers. He, he won it twice for that movie. That same role. <laughs> Lady Killers is not on the list. That's one of your guesses. Okay, Star Wars. I believe he did get nominated for Star Wars. Sir Alec Guinness received a Best Supporting Actor nomination for Star Wars. Are you kidding me? I am not kidding. I'm gonna you. get a beer. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> if you shit me. Fuck. Jim, you have three more guesses, and I'm going to say that uh, of the three, there's only one of these that anybody's going to get. Uh, was he in Death Trap? Nope. Is that Michael Caine? Michael Caine. That was Michael Caine. Uh, kind Hearts Coronets? Nope. <laughs> they didn't even wait. Nope. The Man in the White Suit? Nope. All right, Chris. You can steal as well. There's only one more movie here that I've even heard of. Yeah, I've I've heard of this. I've never seen it. I know it mostly from the Billy Joel song, "The Bridge on the River Kwai." 
He is an Academy Award winning Best Actor for Bridge on the River Kwai. That He's is awesome correct. in that. I'm going to tell you the other ones because nobody knows these. He was nominated for something called The Lavender Hill Mob. Oh, yeah. He was nominated for Best Sporting Actor for something called Little Dorrit. Didn't what? see it. And he was actually nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay for something called The Horse's Mouth. So I didn't know he was a writer. Oh, wow, that's a porno, I think. Yeah, that's, <laughs> we, got, we got it straight from there. <laughs> All right. So Alec Guinness is off the table. Back to Tim. Your actor is James Earl Jones. Now, I'm going to say this. He is a winner of an honorary Oscar in 2012. I'm not counting that. Okay. He has one nomination for acting in a film. It's, uh, it's, not, the, it's not the bingo long all-stars. It's not. I'm going to say... Uh, Field of Dreams. That is incorrect. Chris, do you have a guess? Nope. Fuck. God, that was mine. I was going to say the one with Kevin Costner. <laughs> Matt, do you have a guess? What was the... Uh, I missed the uh, actor. James Earl Jones. What's that Van Damme movie he was in? <laughs> <laughs> is he in a Van Damme movie? I don't know. Conan 2? <laughs> oh, let All me right. think of this. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Give me a second. Um, <laughs> this sucks. I can picture... A still shot of a classic movie he was in, but I don't know the name. I, I'll never know the name. I, I forget it. But yeah, my time's up. He was nominated for Best Actor for The Great White Hope. Oh, not the one I was thinking of. So no harm I like. I prefer the the one Great White Hype. Very <laughs> much Dolomite. Yeah, just warm it up. Watch my favorite movie, Dolomite. <laughs> Chris, back to you. Your okay. actor is Liam Neeson. Who has one Academy Award nomination? Darkman. The only thing that comes to mind is Schindler's List. Or Nom- Darkman. I'll go with Schindler's List. Or Die, Darkman, Die. He was nominated for Best Actor for Satisfaction, starring Justine Bateman. No. For Schindler's List, 1994. That's another point for Chris. For Suspect, before they shaved him. <laughs> Back to Matt. Ugh. Two Oscar nominations Two. for Max von Sydow. Now this one I might be able to get Judge Dredd (laughs) I was actually (laughs) thinking Flash Gordon Of all things Um, Because It's like one of those movies that's like People actually regard And it's not that good And I know I'm going to get hate mail for that Um, I'm going to try I'm going to try I know Oh I know one Um, I'm going to try Uh Flash Gordon, because I can't think of a second, but I think I know the other. I mean, I can't think of a third. I can think of a second. Flash Gordon is not one. Has to be Exorcist, then. The Exorcist is not the other one. He was not nominated for The Exorcist. Get the fuck out. So, Tim, you got two shots here. One of these I've never heard of. Uh, Seventh Seal. Not one of the movies. Do you have another guess? Sixth seal? <laughs> that's that's the um, prequel. Yeah. Shark? Came out, came out 12 years after the seventh, for some reason. <laughs> Leonard part sixth seal. All right, we're, we're going to move on to Chris then. Do you know either one of these? No, I, I was going with Matt's Exorcist. is the only thing I could really think of. 
So no, I have no guesses. The one I've never heard of is called Pele the Conqueror from like oh. the 60s. No. But he was nominated uh, in 2012 or 11 for Best Sporting Actor for that extremely loud and incredibly close. He was in that? Yeah. I didn't know that either. <laughs> I don't even remember him in Ooh. that damn movie. <laughs> All right, so that means that? back to Tim. Your actress is Lupita Nyong'o. One Oscar nomination. Shoot. What was she nominated for? What was she nominated for? Uh, I'm going to say... I'm I'm wrong. I'm going to say us. But I'm wrong. That is incorrect. Chris, you can steal. I've never seen this, but I know this because when she was um, coming out now, well, all the Star Wars and Us and everything that she was in, they always said the girl from that Twelve Years a Slave movie, which oh, I never. Oh seen. yeah, yeah. That is she, my my final guess. She is an Academy Award winning actress for Best Supporting Actress for Twelve Years a Slave. Is is Brad Pitt in that? Or did he do? Yeah, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt was in that. I thought so. Yeah, I've never seen that. I don't know. Anyway, produced it. I don't know if he was in it. Was he? He has a he has a small part as a like a carpenter. Like there's a there's a dickhead carpenter, and then there's Brad Pitt. (laughs) Well, he's all he's handsome. He can't. Paul Dano. Paul Dano plays like the dickhead carpenter. He's great. Yeah. All right, Chris. Okay. It's back to you. Your actor is Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, God. <laughs> who has been nominated for one Academy uh, Award. It has He's to be. He's been in a billion things. I know. But, like, I think oh. Dave gave me a big hint. Only one. And the only thing oh. that got a lot of um, hype was um, uh, Pulp Fiction. I will say that is my final answer. Best Supporting Actor nominee for 1994's Pulp Fiction. That's it. Like everything he's been in, only one nomination. Yep. And, and while that's a great role, his performances in all of the other Tarantino movies have trumped yeah. that a thousand times. I agree. I with agree. That. Like yep. him in Django Unchained. Oh yeah. Yeah. Is he, he's he he makes you want to laugh. He makes you want to cry. He makes you want to punch holes in the walls. His performance moves you to the, to all manner of of emotion and yeah, and he didn't get nominated for that. I, I think it was because it was so it really was very, you know, Uncle Tom. But that performance I think is like his shining moment of like how good he is. And Jackie Brown he's he's actually really good into. All right, Matt, it is your turn. Your actor is Terrence Stamp, nominated mm. for one Academy Award. Mm. This is tough. So this is tough. Mm-hmm. Like the rest haven't been tough for me as it is. <laughs> Matt has landed on some tough actors. Yeah. Chris has gotten more contemporary actors. You just, you just, you just wait till I host you. You just, you just wait till well, you lose. I wasn't the person that guessed that Mike Schmidt hit 72 home runs. <laughs> well, he did hit 72 home runs, plus yeah. many more. <laughs> You're so right. That was did. right. Plus about 470 more. Yeah. Well, like I said, I didn't realize they were so easy to do. <laughs> I thought that was a lot harder. 
<laughs> I guess when you play recess your whole life, things come easy to you like that. <laughs> when you play recess for a living. Yeah. That's right. I've heard that before. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'll only name something I know he's in and say Superman 2, the Richard Donner cut. <laughs> that would have been awesome. That would have yeah. been awesome, but it is incorrect. Tim, do you have you love Terrence Stamp? Do you know the answer to this? It's not Haunted Mansion. Jeez. <laughs> uh, Haunted Mansion with Eddie Murphy? Yeah. He's yeah, in that? Yeah, he, now I want to see it. He was the, <laughs> the butler. butler. No, I never saw <laughs> yeah. it. Now I want to see it. Shit. I, for some reason, I seem to remember him being nominated for The Lie Me. Fuck. That was my guess. <laughs> I'm going to say li- The Lie Me, the, the final guess. I knew you were going to say that because I know you love that movie. I do I- love that movie did get Oscar buzz, but he was not nominated for the Limey. So, Chris, do you know? This is really hard. Yeah, that was my guess. If it's not that, it's Yes Man, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes Man. Okay, it was 1963's Billy Budd, Best Supporting Actor. Oh. Billy Budd? Billy Budd. Alright. Back to Tim. Tim, your actress is Kiara Knightley, who was nominated for two Academy Awards. Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> 2006 Best Supporting Actress nominee, Pride and Prejudice. You got one more guess. And Atonement. Atonement. Incorrect. So, Chris, you have one guess at this. You can steal a point from Tim. Nah, I don't know. Pirates. I do not know. <laughs> I don't know. Not Pirates. Matt, can you steal? What was the name again? I was reading a feedback that didn't make any sense. Kiera Knightley. Oh, God. What were the guesses? Did anyone get... How about this? Did anyone guess Pirates of the Caribbean? I did. I was wrong. Okay, then. That's not Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, let me think. I guess she was in... Oh, she in, oh, 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 oh. Oh, no. That's not her. Shit, that was Heather Graham. Shit, I was going to say Boogie Nights. I'm going to say <laughs> Boogie Nights anyway, because I don't have a guess. <laughs> You're <No>. correct. <laughs> <laughs> 2015's The Imitation Game. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. She was in that. I forgot about that movie. All right, Chris. Yes? Your actor is Benicio Del Toro, who's Uh, been nominated for two Academy Awards. uh, And and you all know I'm not a... not a big fan of him. Which is why he has not seen... Either of the the fucking Sicario movies. That that was going to be my guess. One of one of those the the first one because I do not know. I don't know. No, you got no guesses. No, I don't get no guesses, Dave. No. All right, Matt, can you guess either of the? Fuck. I was hoping he'd get it. (laughs) Nominated performances of Benicio del Toro. If I could think of a Benicio del Toro movie outside of Star- that's that's yeah. funny. It's like I actually know, I I know shit he's been in. Why am I not? I, I think I gave up after the second question, and my mind won't let me fucking try at this point. He's actually an Oscar winner for one of these. <sighs> Benny the Bull. I don't know. I can't think of a fucking single movie. I I, I don't know. I don't know. I, right, I Tim, you can steal two points available. Two points, Timmy. Uh, Usual Suspects, I think. Oh. Fuck. Was not nominated oh. for the Usual Suspects. Uh-huh. I feel slightly better now. Uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Fuck again. Was not, not nominated oh, for that. Well, 
one of my favorite movies. Uh, yeah. So that's everybody. He was nominated for 2004's 21 Grams as Best yeah. Supporting Actor and won Best Supporting Actor for 2001's Traffic. Uh, I would never get that's that. That's right. Hey, yeah, okay. All right, mm-hmm. Matt. We're winding down. Oh, we only have three more actors. Uh, your yet. actor is Woody Harrelson, who has been nominated for three Academy mm-hmm. Awards. Well, this three? one, come on! I gotta know this. I gotta oh, know I'm, guess I what? I'm gonna, what's that Tarantino one? Or it's not? It's like a partial Tarantino. It's like a Tarantino. No, 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 no. What's that one that was fucking out that everyone talked about? I was getting so sick of hearing about it. Uh, uh, Three men in a billboard or some shit like that. (laughs) I am giving you that one. (laughs) That I want to see. Best Supporting Actor for 2018, 18th, three billboards outside, wherever the hell they were outside. So that's one. Yeah, we should all let's let's all talk about that for Matt. Hey, Matt, that movie was awesome. It is, <laughs> isn't it? Nope. He's green that. Yeah. He's yeah. I mean, he should uh, the domination. You got it. See that movie. <laughs> he's, you got I, two more guesses. You know, it's funny. I really like him, and I didn't see that. He, he's, um, he's great. He's really good in that. All right, I will. I I I can't think of another yet. So I'll go to just keep my turn going. What was the Tarantino? I, I don't even know if it was a Tarantino. Maybe I'm wrong about the Tarantino part. It's Natural Born Killers. Does Tarantino have anything to do with it? He wrote it. Okay. Natural Born I'll, Killers. I'll, yeah. Uh, it's not correct, but it's a good guess. Okay. There are two more. The only other one... Of one, these, I can, one of these I have not seen. One of the, the only one I can think of that that really surprised... This is when I realized I liked him outside of Cheers... So maybe, but it's, but I don't think I don't think the Academy would give an award to the subject matter. But I can't think of anything else. So I'm going to say the the Harry Flint, the People versus Harry Flint. I think or Harry Flint, the Harry Flint, the Hustler movie with Courtney Love. 1997's The People versus Larry Flint, Best Actor. <laughs> say Harry no. Flint. You know yeah. what I meant. Good. I'm glad you <laughs> knew what I meant. That is the correct answer. Um, so I guess we're moving on to Tim then. This other one, you guys may have seen. You see a lot of movies. Uh, oh. I remember hearing about this, but I don't know that a lot of people saw this movie. Was this the Kingpin? <laughs> <laughs> um, no way. Shit. Was that movie with Christian Bale of the fur- Into the Furnace? Where he, he, uh, that was like out like five years ago. That's the only thing that comes to mind. Either that or the cowboy way. With <laughs> <laughs> The cowboy way. Uh, no, Chris, do you have a guess? I it was Flint or Natural Care was what I was thinking of, but no, I don't know anything else. Okay, 2010's The Messenger. You're speaking. Oh, uh, that I'm, was a military one. Yeah, I have no idea what that movie is. But speaking of Woody Harrelson, with this whole COVID stuff that. When we were really in lockdown, I caught up on a ton of movies. Like, like I first I saw all the movies everyone said I should see. Then I saw the ones that were highly rated. Then I saw the ones I wanted to see. And I watched Venom. And I really actually liked it. I think I'm one of the few people that liked it as much as I did. Hmm. But I was yeah. shocked. I mean, I, I know Venom and Carnage and the whole storyline pretty well, the original storyline of it. I was actually shocked to see that they're going to have him as the Carnage host when I when they yeah. had that after credits <laughs> thing. That was probably the biggest yeah. surprise I've seen him in in anything. I love him. He's great. He's great. 
You know, it's funny. I, I, just, I love him too, but I, I did. He was like the thing I liked least in Solo. Solo. He. I mean, I liked him in Solo, but Solo was just such a mishmash. Yeah. yeah. While while I do enjoy the movie as a whole, it. It, it, it could have been better on so many levels, but I, I do still enjoy that movie. But it, it, there, there, there's a whole checklist of things that they could have done better. I have a feeling, and there's there's really no reason for this other than the rumors that went around. But I have a real feeling that a lot of his scenes were some of the rumored reshoots, and like he kind of phoned in that second performance in some cases. But that's yeah, just me. You may be that's right. me guessing. I I barely remember him even in that. <laughs> he, what was his name? Is is, is it like J- something Beckett? I, I want to call him Samuel Beckett. It is Beckett. Like, no, it is be- I thought you said jumping out of Springfield. But I think it's just Beckett. I don't think he's got a thing. It, yeah, thing it's Springfield. But Bob I'm Beckett. Like, I'm like Samuel Beckett's a very different character from Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> I think he owes a lot because because before Natural Born Killers. He wasn't great, great stuff like White Man Can't Jump. Like I, thought, I loved his movies, but after Natural Born Killers, he started to get dramatic roles like No Country for Old Men and stuff like that. So I think he owes Oliver Stone a lot of his career. Mm-hmm. No country, yeah. No Country for Old Men. That movie is awesome. That's 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 one of those movies where every segment of that movie there is something amazing. And, just, and, and that's that's Cone Brothers, right? Yep. Yeah. So everything like each scene in that movie is just so like perfectly executed. It's so great. But it but like the different segments, if you split the movie up into like five segments, there's just like s- stuff that'll make you shit your pants. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. It is a shit your pants good movie. Yeah, <laughs> is shit your pants considered good nowadays? <laughs> when Speaking of coming after you with that air with that air gun. You shit your pants. Yeah, Speaking yeah. of shit your pants and movies, without giving any spoilers away, you made me think of a movie that made me shit my pants for one particular scene. And I want to give a shout out to one of the better podcast episodes I've listened to a while, in a long time. And that was our very own Dave's appearance on Is It Jaws with my good friend, Paul Spatero. That was a great episode. That was a great conversation between two guys that I can't believe you two just met that episode. You guys sound like you were uh, lifelong friends can in I- that. Can I just say say this? It's because of that episode. Dave told me he was about to he was talking about hereditary. I never seen it. Because he did that episode. We watched it the night before I listened to the podcast. And that podcast helped me really understand and like and think about hereditary a lot more than I thought I was gonna. That was a great episode, Dave. Yeah. Well done. You and Thank Paul you. were a good team. Well, he he deserves most of the credit. I think it's a great show and I think all you guys should should Get on there. I'm sure he would be happy to have you. And he let me pick that movie. And it just happens to be not only one of my favorite scary movies, but also a movie where there is a lot to talk about. Yeah. And and a lot of head scratching going on when you watch it. So it gave he gave me, the, I, and I don't really know that many people that have ever even seen that movie to have a conversation with. So he allowed me to do that. So. Yeah. Thank you for what you both said. That was really nice of you. But um, I enjoyed it a lot really because he facilitated all that. So listen to "Is It Jaws" on it uh, Jaws? Two, two Freaks. Yep, two true Can freaks. um, can I ask a question here? Nope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have any of you guys, as an adult, shat your pants? 
<laughs> no. You since since you've been an adult, you've you've never. Sh- <laughs> I will say, I will say, never this. shot your pants. I've not. No, I've not unleashed shit. a full load. I've had moments where I was like, oh shit. <laughs> like I've never Chris. had to change anything past my underwear. I I never did like a full giant turd. There it is. <laughs> but I am with Matt. That I did do it. I, something happened. And I sharded. I don't know. And you knew at that moment. Yep. Oh yeah. Something's going you on. You know. You you yes. know. There's no mistaking it. There's no mistaking. There's something juicy down below. <laughs> I <laughs> embarrassingly. I mean, this is probably the most embarrassing moment of my entire life. Oh, I, I'm yeah. I'm all ears. <laughs> Full on. Shat every fluid out of my body. <laughs> I'm not gonna say the best I'm part. Gonna, I'm. I mean, just I didn't realize I had that much shit in my body. I'm not gonna say when this happened. Just tell me it wasn't here. It was it during was not, it was Empire Best of Fives. <laughs> no. I was driving and I had to go to the bathroom really, really, really bad. And I was on, and like, I was on a, I was on a highway and I was like, where is there an exit with a bathroom? Like, like a McDonald's, I don't know, Burger King. And I finally see an exit with a, with a McDonald's, it says McDonald's. And I'm like, oh God, thank God. I get off that exit. And I'm like, where is the goddamn McDonald's? <laughs> I was driving around looking for this McDonald's. And it, this McDonald's was like so far off. I get to the McDonald's and I've been holding it so bad. I can't stand up. <laughs> I cannot stand up. And it just, as soon as I move to like go to try to get to the bathroom, blush. <laughs> It all, it all just <laughs> exploded out of my body. And I was like, oh my God, this, I'm an adult. This does not happen. Were you singing um, the diarrhea song to keep yourself occupied? I was like, oh, cha, cha, cha. <laughs> when you're sliding in the first and you feel your bitch's burst, diarrhea, <laughs> diarrhea. <laughs> Uh, it was, but it was, it was a, it was a bad scene, mama. Uh, uh, <laughs> mama. Luckily I had in my truck, I had another pair of jeans, a suitcase and, and clothing. I did. Uh, I, I did. I had, I had, I had, I had, I had, I had extra clothes. Yes. Yes. But I remember going into that McDonald's and shuffling <laughs> into that McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> everybody like hoping hoping i didn't leave like a crop dust of scent Uh, hello sir welcome mcdonald's can i take your order fuck you (laughs) and went straight to the bathroom and basically i stripped down completely nude and (laughs) uh, it was so bad and everything went basically everything went into the trash you just throw it all away uh, yeah, just threw it all away. But 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 like I had Throwing to like wipe my 
wipe my body and it was i was so body it just shot right up my back well i mean it was like yeah i mean it went up it went (laughs) up and it all like went down the one leg even even the even the socks had to go (laughs) what about the shoes no the shoes the shoes stayed those were nice shoes what's that you had to take those were nice shoes i yeah i i mean it was it was it it was the most humiliating moment of my entire life. And I was like, why couldn't this goddamn McDonald's be closer to the highway? Like it I'll tell I'll tell you what I was looking at. I was in a McDonald's parking lot, but behind the McDonald's was a uh medieval times. <laughs> Welcome to Medieval Times, where yeah. we did not have bathrooms in Medieval Times. Therefore, there are no bathrooms at Medieval Times. Yeah. <laughs> you take yourself and, a hole, Mister. But I just remember thinking to myself, I've never been to a Medieval Times. <laughs> oh, but yeah, it was. It was blah. Yeah, it was so. It was the worst. I. I was. <sighs> yeah, it was not a not a not a moment I'm proud of. But I will tell the story for our listeners <laughs> edification yes yeah yeah wow. it was, it oh, was i have uh, tears running uh, down my face <laughs> that was great. i'm surprised that you guys have not shit your pants if you want to hear a diarrhea <laughs> story that will make you like laugh uncontrollably listen i think it's the very first episode of girl on guy with aisha taylor she interviews h john benjamin and he talks about driving from the airport after like i think an international flight to the ritz carlton and just explodes in his car and just like he runs out with the keys in the ignition, goes in the bathroom, does the horse bath like you talk about, and then he comes out and his car is gone. And he said this uh-huh. car was covered in shit. And it turns out the valet took it and cleaned it oh. and brought it back the next morning. And he's like, and I tipped that man $20. $20. But him talking about him driving from the airport to the, to the, it's just, it's fucking, it's so funny. It's, I don't want to, I don't want to give away details because you need to listen to it. <laughs> I just, I could just picture, I could just listen to him say, it, just knowing his voice. Yes, that's 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 half yeah. of the story is his his the the way he talks. Yep, because he's he's got a, he's got that kind of deadpan delivery. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. <sighs> wow. Yeah, luckily I didn't have a, or I should say, I wish I had a valet. Although I it, I didn't mess up my car. Uh, my car was not messed up at all, in, in the least. I was able to keep. Uh, Keep it all secured in 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 my clothing. <laughs> but just picture just picture me pudgy. Okay, done. Standing standing naked in the in the handicap stall <laughs> at, at a McDonald's, like with just all up and down leg and a little bit on my back. Oh just god! Blah. <laughs> god damn it! Yeah. A mess. Well, I I can't I can't follow that story with this game. I think we're done. My last story for Whitaker and Laura Dern, but this is what I'm gonna do. Uh, Tim gets 10 10 points for his shit story. (laughs) story. 110 points. I feel so bad for Tim for what he just shared. Tim wins. Tim has what is this fucking whose line is it anyway where the points don't matter? (laughs) <laughs> Chris has seven. Matt has two. Tim is the winner of this episode. But I could have guessed Laura Dern. God Chris bless. sucks. Matt sucks. Laura Dern. Dave. Forrest Whitaker. 
No, not Forrest Whitaker, but Laura Dern, wasn't it the, uh, I can't think of the name now. Well, never mind. I'm right back where I started. <laughs> the one with, oh, what the fuck is it? It's, uh, oh, fuck. Is she going to best supporting the one with Reese Witherspoon? Into the Wild or whatever it was called. Wow. I cannot think of the movie I'm trying to think of now. Me and Smitty fucking watch. What the fuck was the movie? Wild at Heart. Wild at Heart. No. What? No. She didn't get a nomination for that? No. Eh, then I don't care. 2015's Wild, 1992's Rambling Rose, and what? she won for Marriage Story, Best Supporting Actor. Which I was pissed. She was hardly even in that, like 13 minutes total or something, and she won, you know? And I know Tim knows Forrest Whitaker's winning Smoke. turn as... Those of the King of Scotland. The last yeah. King of Scotland. That was a good movie. I love that movie, actually. A lot. He won his Oscar as Edie Amin, and that's yeah. all that I got for the story. Tim wins. Tim <laughs> wins. If you tell a story like that on a show, you deserve to win. I don't care what you know about the Oscar. <laughs> this is one time I was milling grains for beer naked, and my dick fell into the grinder and just tore it right the hell off. And Matt it's called wins. Dick Beer. Matt. Second place. Matt. Silver medal. And Tim Ty, Chris, do you have a story? I don't know. I know I got something out there, but Christ. One time, late, and a man came over and went, Psst, what time? <laughs> that's right. Oh, my God. Well, that's all I got. Well, thank you, Dave, for that trivia game. Thank you, Tim, for shitting your pants. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Matt, for you know going to Dantooine. <laughs> And I I'm guess we'll see you again where somebody else might shit their pants. Yeah, well, there's, there's a whole week between now and the next, or two weeks between now and the next episode. A lot of shit in between now and then. I'll try my could best. Be in, could be in pants. We come to you live from McDonald's nearby. Maybe this time. <laughs> I actually, this is crazy that I, one of my, my drivers at work a couple weeks ago sent me a text saying that he had an emergency shit. He had to shit in a box in the back of his truck. Oh, my God. <laughs> I would have loved to have done that. Was it a toner cartridge box, by chance? I know. I, I guess that's like a brown. I Well, it was brown either way. And afterwards, I guess. But just just a cardboard box. He said that he couldn't. He had to. He took it in the box. Did he get it there on time? <laughs> he, he said that he hoped he didn't, you know, deliver the box to, to somebody down the road or something. But... <laughs> I didn't order shit. I ordered piss. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got shit. You got shit. Now deal with it. Thanks for listening to Star Wars in Character. Star Wars in Character is part of the NeoZaz.com network of podcasts. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, please visit www.neozaz.com. Star Wars in Character is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited or 20th Century Fox. Star Wars and all Star Wars universe characters, places, or Star Wars related items are the copyright of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. Visit www.swic.neozaz.com for the latest Star Wars in Character episodes and information. 